I'm Donica Contour, and this is Naptime Devotionals, episode 33, That Which Cometh From Above is Sacred, studying Doctrine and Covenants, section 63. Welcome to Naptime Devotionals, a come-follow-me study for busy moms. I'm Donica Contour, your host. I'm a mom of four kids, wife of a high school theater teacher, and my favorite show to binge watch is Murder, She Wrote. All right, so I want to start off where we've only got one section today. Um, I want to start off by apologizing for sounding weird. My sinuses are doing their own thing today, and I sound like a beast of my nose. <laughs> so we're rocking it. It's fine. We're going to start off. We're just, we've got one section, um, section 63 of Doctrine and Covenants. And I want to start off by reading a couple of verses. So these are just verses one and two. It says, Hearken, O ye people, and open your hearts and give ear from afar, and listen that call yourselves the people of the Lord, and hear the word of the Lord and his will concerning you. Yea, verily I say, hear the word of him whose anger is kindled against the wicked and rebellious. And um, and I feel like the rest of the chapter, a lot of it is kind of a faith versus signs um, style. And I there are just a couple of phrases in here that I want to highlight. Um, I love open your heart and give ear from afar. So no matter where you are, listen up, right? Listen, you that call yourselves the people of the Lord, right? He's not saying, hey, my followers, please listen to me. He's saying, hey. If you're saying you're my follower, you need to be listening to this right here, right now. Um, Hear the word of the Lord and his will concerning you. I think um, my husband and I were talking about this this morning. The idea that um, there's kind of a joke I feel that goes around about don't pray for patience, right? Because you won't get patience. You'll get opportunities to be patient. Um, In essence, you'll get opportunities that are uh, situations in your life that are not super fun where you get to practice being patient. And I think sometimes I feel a little nervous to pray for, you know, thy will be done because I don't know what that is. I don't know what that will is. And I don't know um, what Heavenly Father has planned for me. And the unknown can be very scary. And I think we have to remember, this is where faith comes in. We have to remember that whatever Heavenly Father's plans are for us, they're going to be so much bigger and better and more incredible than we have for ourselves. And they're not something to be scared of, even though our human monkey brains tell us (laughs) that they are absolutely something to be scared of because they're unknown and we don't know them. We know our plans for ourselves. So those seem safe. Um, But we don't know Heavenly Father's plans for us, so that seems unsafe, if that makes sense. And then the last part I love, um, in verse 2, it says, Hear the word of him whose anger is kindled against the wicked and rebellious. Um, And I loved this because it's not just one or the other, it's both. I think sometimes we forget that um, people who are doing wickedly or um, influences that are wicked... Heavenly Father's anger is kindled against those, right? Good versus evil style. But also he's his anger is kindled against the rebellious. And I feel like at some point in all of our lives, that's us. Um, I am certainly rebellious. I got a tattoo on my foot when I was 19 in an act of rebellion. Um, one of my 
many that I regret. Um, but I feel like it acts as a good reminder now to make sure that I make choices that don't have permanent consequences for temporary feelings. Can you name that song? Um, anyway, <laughs> it's a Jimmy Buffett song. So, um, is it Jimmy Buffett? Yeah, pretty sure it's Jimmy Buffett or it's Robert Roping Jr. I don't know. You okay? <laughs> I've got the baby with me. He was taking a nap, but we'll see how much longer that lasts. Okay, so let's talk about faith versus signs. The Bible Dictionary defines faith as faith is to hope for things which are not seen, but which are true. To have faith is to have confidence in something or someone, right? And it didn't actually have a definition for signs. So I went to the OED and it says a sign is an object, quality, or event whose presence or occurrence indicates the probable presence or occurrence of something else. So why is it Heavenly Father wants us to have faith. Um, I was listening to a devotional um, for on the Our Turtle app house, Our Turtle, Our Turtle House app. Oh my gosh, Our Turtle House app um, about faith conquers mountains or faith moving mountains, something about that. Um, and it was super good. I highly recommend if you don't have the app, you, you have access to that part for free. There's a lot of other things you have to pay for, but for that. You have access to all the fire sites for free. Um, you can catch them on YouTube. Anyway, there's some free publicity for them. But um, one of the things that it talked about was how one of the people talked about was how faith is a growth mindset thing, right? If we have faith in something, it means we have room to grow. But if we have if we have to see to believe, that's a very fixed mindset, right? I can't move beyond what I can see. And the truth is, I can't, I've never seen Denmark, right? I have faith that Denmark exists because other people have told me about Denmark, but I've never been there. I've never been to Denmark. You know what I mean? Um, and so faith allows for that growth, whereas I feel like signs, you have to see to believe there's no growth there. Um, I feel like even the definition of signs holds room for doubt with, you know, the probable presence or occurrence of something. Um, we know signs do not equal faith, right? We see this over and over and over again in all of the di different scriptures, especially with Laman and Lemuel. These guys are seeing angels for crying out loud, and they're still like, well, I don't know about that God guy. He doesn't seem real. Um, so we know faith does not come from signs, but we also know faith can create signs, right? We have this with uh, the Nephites, right? Or no, Lamanites? Nephites, I don't know. You guys, my brain is made out of cats right now. I'm, not, I'm in a fog. Anyway, in the Book of Mormon, Samuel Lamanite comes and he tells, he gives all the signs of Christ's birth that's coming. And um, the people are going to be killed if these signs don't come to pass. It's been so many years since Laman, Samuel the Lamanite came. The people are going to be killed unless these signs come to pass. In the faith of the people, the signs come literally like 11th hour. Um, and... I feel like signs before faith mock God, right? Because they're like, well, pff, then prove it, you know, <laughs> which is kind of bratty and kind of not a great way to show up before the most all-powerful being in the entire universe. Um, but faith before signs produces miracles. We can see this over and over again. Um, Doctrine and Covenant section 63 
verses 8 through 11, Matthew um, chapter 16, verses 2 and 3, John uh, chapter 12, verse 37, Mormon chapter 9, uh, verses 19 through 21. So faith produces patience, right? And this is what I'm thinking. Faith produces patience because patience is trust in God's timing, trust in God's plan and will, trust in his vision for us. These unknown things that we don't know, obviously unknown, um, faith in this produces patience in us. Does that make sense? Faith in Heavenly Father produces patience in us. Um, so in one of the talks that come only recommends reading is worthy of our promised blessings by Linda S. Reeves from October, uh, 2015 general conference. <clears throat> it says many in today's world are looking for instant gratification and instant knowledge on the internet. In contrast, we will be exceedingly blessed if we exercise faith and patience and go to our heavenly father, the source of all truth with our concerns. So many answers um, and assurances can come through daily searching and studying the scriptures and with sincere and pleading prayer. But there are no such promises on the internet. She goes on to say, understandably, many have expressed that our Father's promised blessings are way too far away, particularly when our lives are overflowing with challenges. But Amulek taught us that this is this life is the time to prepare to meet God. It is not the time to receive all of our blessings. President Packer explained, and they lived happily ever after is never written in the second act. That line belongs in the third act when the mysteries are solved and everything is put right. However, a vision of our father's incredible promised blessings must be the central focus before our eyes every day, as well as an awareness of the multitude of his tender mercies that we experience on a daily basis. And I feel like that's really for me is the trick is finding those tender mercies in the day-to-day -day hardships that are mine. Um, Heavenly Father wants us to grow, right? If, if growth didn't matter to him, then we wouldn't even be here. He'd just be like, oh, you already live with me. Um, let's just keep doing this. This is nice, right? But growth was so important to him that he sent us here with a veil, with no knowledge of him and having to find him and choose him actively to get back to him. Um, faith is how we grow. Um, this actually reminded me of when I was growing up, I would always ask my dad, I've always loved words and I'd always be reading something and be like, dad, what does this word mean? And he would always tell me, we've got a dictionary, go look it up. And I remember asking him one time, like, why can't you just tell me? I know you know what this word means. He goes, here's the thing. If I tell you what the word means, you'll know it right now. And then in 10 minutes, 20 minutes tomorrow, it'll be gone. You won't remember it. But if you put in the work to look up that word, go to the dictionary because, you know, internet was meant at the time. Um, if you put in the work, go to the dictionary, flip all the big pages, look at the teeny tiny print on the Kleenex tissue paper, you're going to remember what that word means the next time because you did the work, you put in the effort. And I feel like Heavenly Father is exactly the same way. He knows he can give us all of the answers, but we're not going to grow like that. We have to do the work. We have to seek the answers, right? Ask and ye shall find. He doesn't just say, yeah, I'll chuck it at you. <laughs> Here it is. Here you go. 
ask and you shall find. You have to put in the work. You have to put in um, the effort. Okay. So let's talk about the plan of salvation. Um, the thing that I kept thinking about, and I don't actually have, I think, any scriptures here, um, but failure. <laughs> this is the thing I kept thinking of the entire time I was reading this section, um, that failure is not only an option, it is 100% necessary to the plan. Okay. We have to fail. We have to fail and we have to do it over and over and over again. And I feel like you hear people talk about being willing to fail. And sometimes they say stuff like, well, I'm willing to risk failing. And I'm like, no, you're not. Because if you're, it's not about willing to risk failing. It's about being willing to fail. You're going to have to fail. You need to be willing to fall flat on your face because you're gonna. <laughs> That's how we learn. That is the only way that we move forward. Um, if failure wasn't an option, Satan would have had a working plan. But failure is necessary. We know this because we have a savior and we have the atonement, right? So does this mean that we just hit our heads against the same rock over and over and over again? No. Hopefully, as we fail, we learn from each failure and we're able to move forward and make new mistakes having learned from our previous ones. Um, and sometimes we suffer as a result of our mistakes and sometimes we, we suffer as a result of other people's failures. Um, I want to read one more thing from Linda S. Reeves. She says, what will it matter, dear sisters, when we have, what we have suffered here, if in the end, those trials are the very things which qualify us for eternal life and exaltation in the kingdom of God with our Father and the Savior. And um, as for application, I feel like, have faith, which I know sounds so easy and is so scary. And I think you can pray for faith. I feel like you can do that. I feel like you can be like, Heavenly Father, I, I don't know about this. I don't know about this. I feel a lot of fear about this thing, but I want to have faith. I want to believe it's going to be okay. I want to trust you. And the desire to have faith is where you start if you have nothing. Um, trust Christ. Think of Christ as you make your choices and learn from your mistakes. I'm going to end with a quotation from Place No More, uh, Place No More for the Enemy of My Soul by Jeffrey R. Holland from April 2010 General Conference. I wasn't married yet, you guys, when he said this. Um, I just loved this and I thought this was really applicable. It's another talk that the Kambalmi recommends reading. He says, most people in trouble end up crying. What was I thinking? Well, whatever they were thinking, they weren't thinking of Christ. Yet as members of this church, we pledge every Sunday of our lives to take upon ourselves his name and promise to always remember him. So let us work a little harder at remembering him, especially that he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows, that he was bruised for our iniquities and with his stripes we are healed. Surely it would guide our actions in a dramatic way if we remember that every time we transgress, transgress, we hurt not only those we love, but we also hurt him who so dearly loves us. But if we do sin, however serious that sin may be, we can be rescued by that same majestic figure, he who bears the only name given under heaven, whereby any man or woman can be saved. And I remember thinking one time about 
how I, I, re I don't remember what it was. I just remember we were learning about Christ and learning about the atonement. Um, and I think this was after I was married. And I remember thinking every mistake I make, every hurt that I feel he has felt, and I can't control always the hurts that I feel, right? If somebody says something and I make it mean something and it hurts me, I can't control that initial reaction. Um, but I can control my choices. I can control the sins that I'm making, <laughs> the, the iniquities, right? And I remember thinking, I'm going to do my best so that he had to suffer the least amount of pain for me. That's, that's my goal. Um, and I know that probably sounds weird, but I just remember reading this this week and being like, okay, so somebody gets it. Jeffrey R. Holland gets me. Um, anyway, I hope that this helps. Have faith, move forward in faith, think of Christ, and remember to pray always. And I will talk to you next week.